in our first reading. We see how the story when the serpent deceived Eve and Adam, and how that he triumphed in deceiving Adam and Eve, and they ate of the forbidden fruit and have sinned. And that marks the breaking of the relationship of man and God. Their relationship was marred with sin. But even though man fails, God promised of redeeming his creation. So he says to Satan, you have bruised his heel, but he will bruise your head. So God promised to redeem his people. And in appointed time, Jesus came. He came to bring the kingdom of God, to reveal and to manifest the kingdom of God. And today's story, how that Jesus was ministering in the synagogue on a Sabbath day, and he performed miracle, cured the hand of the, of the man of the, who has a withered hand. But the leader of the day watched him closely because he says, do you think it is good to do the right thing on the Sabbath day, to heal or to do evil? And so he performed cure. And that makes the leader of the day become angry with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they watch him closely. Now in verse 20 of Mark chapter 3, Jesus came into the house with his disciples and many known where Jesus was and many who were sick, who were demon-possessed, came to see Jesus. So that in verse 20, when the multitude came together again, so that they could not eat so much as eat bread, but when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said, he is out of his mind. Jesus was so zealous with the work of God in performing the plans and the purpose, the calling of God for his life. And when the multitude thronged him, it says here that he has no time to eat. But he was so zealous in performing that which God has called him. And the envy of his brethren, and even the religious leaders of the day, says that he is out of his mind because he's no longer doing the right thing. You know that this is only 
driven by their envy. And so came also the scribes from Jerusalem. Those who have ranks in the scribes came and said, in verse 22, He has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of the demons, he has cast out demons. The accusations that they spoke to Jesus is that he did not really perform miracles, but he works in tandem with Satan. He works together with Beelzebub. Beelzebub means Lord of the Flies or Dung. You can find the story of Beelzebub in 2 Kings chapter 1. And so the accusation that the scribe says he did not really perform cure and miracle, but he's working together with Satan. It's not really his job to perform cure, to perform miracles. But he is only deceiving you. That is what the scribes is telling here to the people. He is being possessed by Satan. And by Satan, he cast out Satan. That is what the scribes is telling the people. And so in verse 23, he says, He called them to himself and said to them, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. So Jesus responded to the accusation of the scribes. How that he says, how do you think Satan will cast himself? How will you think Satan will contradict himself? How will he cast out himself? And so Jesus made this parable, a picture of a kingdom that is divided in itself, stand. A house that is divided against itself cannot stand. So Satan cannot reason up against himself because that simply means he's coming against himself and he's destroying his reputation. So that is what the Lord Jesus Christ says to the Pharisees. I am not being influenced by Satan. I am not working together with Satan. What is the purpose of Satan? What is his reason? What is his existence? 
In our first reading, he deceived Eve and Adam, and sin entered into the world and into the lives of God's creation. John 10, 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is the works of the enemy. That is the works of Satan. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his primary job. And he succeeded in the life of Adam and Eve. And he even tries to attempt to deceive even the Lord Jesus Christ. After that he received the Holy Spirit in baptism, led forth into the wilderness, and there tempted by Satan. But he did not succeed. And so he tries his best to destroy the reputation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Jesus says, that is the work of the enemy. He came to destroy, to kill, and to steal. But Jesus says, I have come to destroy the works of the enemy. That is also the works of God in Jesus Christ. That's why he came healing. That's why he came delivering those who are being bound by Satan. Those who have been oppressed, those who have been demon-possessed. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. Because that is his mission. That is the calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is his work in the lives of God's creation. As he promised in our first reading. That he is going to destroy the head of the enemy, that is going to step on the head of the enemy. That is the promise of God, destroying the works of the enemy in the lives of God's people. And so that's why Jesus Christ says in verse 27, this is the main point of the story, of the accusation of the scribes towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in verse 27, it says, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. Do not be deceived. With this, the enemy is telling us that he is stronger. He might make us feel that he is stronger. But according to our gospel, the picture is this. Jesus came to plunder the strong man's house because Jesus is more stronger than he 
So he binds first the strong man and plunders his house. If Satan wants us to feel that he is stronger than he is not, Jesus is more stronger than he. Satan has been stripped of his power and authority. He has been disarmed. And who did that? We celebrate Resurrection Sunday. And there, Jesus grabbed the key from the hand of Satan. And so Satan became powerless. He's been disarmed. So Jesus would like for us to see here this picture that he is greater than anyone and anything else. And so here we want to stand and be committed to the truth because Jesus was so committed in proclaiming the truth and living out the truth in the purpose and the calling and the will of God in his life. He says, I am not an ally of the enemy. But I am what I am. I have come to destroy the works of the devil. So his work, the work of Christ and the will of God works together in unity. He came with the purpose of destroying the works of the enemy. And he stands to the truth. I'm not an ally of Satan. But I am here to perform my duty, to perform my calling and my purpose in life. To bring redemption as promised by God. Even in our responsorial psalm. To bring redemption towards his people. And so God cannot be divided because Christ and his work is together working in perfect unity. Jesus Christ did not come against the will of the Father because he always says, I have come down only to perform, to do, to accomplish the works of the Father. And so he's telling us the reason he came is that man would be delivered from misery, from the works of the devil, from the lies of the enemy. And so here, God would like for us to see the truth. The truth is Jesus is our ally not the enemy. He came to destroy, but Christ came to restore. Christ came to deliver. Christ came to bring life. That is his purpose. And we should stand in the truth which God speaks to us, that he who is with us is greater than he who is against us. Because God is greater. 
even as we sing the song, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Let us all stand. Once again, let us profess our faith.